Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold, and I want to thank the guys who came for Guide Talk. That was a fun hour. This hour is going to be a blast because Pastor Rusty George is joining me, and we have been so blessed here at Faith Radio to get a a large number of copies of his book, A Simple Path to Following Jesus. Now, this book is going to be a great uh, book to get in the hands of someone who has just come to know Jesus, has just come to faith. You just took a huge step in your life by deciding to follow Jesus This book talks about all kinds of uh, ways to understand what just happened in your life. And uh, some of the questions that Rusty addresses, uh, you're going to be very happy uh, to get a copy of this book and to get in on the drawing to get one. And like I say, we got a bunch of copies. Thanks to Rusty. His text, uh, the word, go to myfaithradio.com. And you can re- uh, sign up to get in on the drawing for one of these books. I can't say drawing. It's not, not, not what I meant. Well, Rosie, help me out here. Well, it, it's not, it's a, not, drawing. A, not a drawing. It's, it's just a gift. It's come. And it's, we will yeah. most likely provide you with one of these books. I know. It's wonderful. Yeah. And Rusty George, <laughs> are you laughing, Rusty, right now? <laughs> I am. If you're like laughing at me, I'm skipping the formal introduction most, for Rusty George. <laughs> I like the phrase, most likely get you a copy of this. That's really, that's really great. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. So great to talk to you again. Yeah, thank you. And I appreciate you spending some time with us. We're very excited here to be able to make these books available. And Well, thank you for yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah. Let's talk just a little bit about what the, the vision is of the book. Who, who would benefit from this book the most? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you kind of the backstory on this. Um, I've been in uh, ministry at this church in California now for almost 20 years, and we would uh, see a lot of people come to faith especially on Christmas and Easter and a few other times during the year. And we would baptize people and we would look for things to put in their hands, some kind of resource, some kind of book that would help them with next steps. And, and I know not everybody reads like, you know, maybe you or I do, but uh, they're not going to read a 40, you know, a 400 page novel, or they're not reading uh, the complete works of C.S. Lewis. Right. But they, they need something. And there was a lot of great resources out there that were almost like pamphlet size. They were 40 pages, 50 pages. And there were books like The Case for Easter, The Case for Christmas, The Case for Christ, those shortened versions. And then Andy Stanley put out a book that was so great called How Good is Good Enough. And it's just a small little book you give somebody. But what I noticed was all of these books were for people that hadn't yet taken that step of faith. Uh, this was trying to help them decide to follow Jesus. So we thought, well, what could we give them after they follow Jesus? And so we came up with a simple path to follow Jesus, which is basically a, a very shortened Cliff's Notes version of my book, Justice, Mercy, Humility, which walks through Micah 6, 8. Uh, everybody should act uh, justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with their God. So the book is designed to help people take those simple steps forward in the days after their decision to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
So that's fantastic. Let's talk uh, about the like the fine print because I know that's part mm. of the book as well. And sometimes there's an emphasis on people coming to faith, but have we really done a good enough job of telling them the the cost that they have to count upon coming to yeah. faith? I think we've all had those instances where we've seen churches or organizations push one or the other. Mm-hmm. They uh, they either go heavy-handed with the uh, with the fine print, as I like to say, of oh, and by the way, you're going to have to get rid of all your televisions, never play cards <laughs> again, uh, don't use a hula hoop because it might be confused with dancing. You know, all, all the things that uh, we we like to to put in there. And read the Bible every day and pray for an hour and on and on and on. Um, or the other way is we don't share any of that stuff, and people are just left to their own devices. And then they wonder why they don't get those uh, the warm uh, fuzzies like they did during the worship service on Easter or the great God moments that somebody down the street has had as an experience. So we try to get all that out and deal with what the fine print really is and what it really does mean to follow Jesus I think in our, I mean, think about it, in our our world today, we have so many resources that we can use from podcasts to uh, Christian music to great books, commentaries, Bible studies, videos, movies, The Chosen, I mean, all this great stuff. And the early followers of Jesus had none of that. They didn't even have a Bible for the first 400 years. So how do they follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. So we try to get into what it really means and the bare essentials, the bare minimum. And then you can build your life. Uh, you can kind of build up from there uh, once you get going. Yeah. When I was thinking of Paul telling the, you know, the Brians that they would go in and measure uh, against the word of God, what he said, they would check what he was saying against the word of God. And they were doing all this mm. checking. And I'm thinking they're not going home and opening up their personal copies of the Bible. They're gathering in community, <laughs> right? That's right. You're exactly right. We forget that. I, there's the old joke pastors have of the, the guy in church saying, I only use the King James version because if it was good enough for Jesus, <laughs> it's good enough for me. <laughs> and of course he didn't have a copy of the King James Bible. Right. So, you know, the Bible doesn't come around to about 400 A.D., and so for, for centuries before, all they had were the oral stories passed down. They had scraps of paper and creeds that were handed out, and, of course, the Jewish scriptures that they would use to um, illustrate and inspire them as to how Jesus fulfilled those things and to see the nature of God. So, yeah, I think Paul would and did say those things, and I think they had to kind of compare and contrast with the letters that they had with Paul and then obviously the creeds that were being shared from the apostles about what it meant to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Rusty George, Pastor Rusty George is my guest, and the book is A Simple Path to Following Jesus, and he has been generous to the point where he has made many, many copies available. So if you go to MyFaithRadio.com, you can uh, go and get in on trying to get a copy. There's a good chance you will get one. Rosie, I'm going to ask uh, you got some information for me. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so you can head to MyFaithRadio.com. Rusty, I'll talk a little bit more about fine print with me because I think this is an important discussion And because when someone comes to faith, we always say, go tell someone what you did and uh, go, go let it be known to someone that you have uh, put your faith and trust in Jesus. And you know, there's so many people that say, well, you know, it's nice that you have faith. And really the truth is you have faith, I have faith. It's where we've placed our faith. Right, right. That's so true. Um, I think one of the reasons that we're seeing people so upset with the church uh, 
right now is because the church has probably done a poor job of emphasizing the wrong things. Um, and, and some of that is we've taken things that we hold to be true for believers, and we've put that yoke upon non-believers, expecting them to act like believers. And so you have non-believers thinking, well, why are you so mean and judgmental and angry towards me when I don't even share your faith? When really, the, you know, the Apostle Paul says it's the kindness of our God that leads us to repentance. And so um, as uh, Rick Warren says, I've never led an enemy to Christ. They always start off as friends first. So <laughs> we lead with, <laughs> with friendship. And isn't that good? Mm-hmm. Uh, we lead with friendship, which leads people to see a, to meet a real Christian that's living this out. And that's what the book talks about, are these three things of acting justly and loving mercy and walking humbly. And I think any, anything we see in our culture today where somebody doesn't like the church, doesn't like Christians, doesn't like even the tenets of Jesus, it would come down to a lack of one of those three things, a lack of justice, a lack of mercy, or a lack of humility. And when we get those three things right, the, the fine print falls apart. I mean, we don't really need to worry about that as much. Uh, I know in my own life, I would you know, develop these spiritual disciplines in my life, whether it was prayer or fasting or Bible reading or reading of the Desert Fathers or whatever. And then I would expect other people to do that too. And sometimes they were not yet believers. Sometimes they were believers. And and not everybody relates to God in those ways. But the one thing we do know for sure that we're called to do is to love God and love people, which is expressed through justice, mercy, and humility. Mm -hmm. Rusty, if I come to... uh a new relationship with Jesus, and I, I, I get my hands on a copy of this book, not only will it help me, but I'll have questions like, what about all the rules? What do I do with those? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Uh, and I think, unfortunately, that's what we've been known for. Uh, we have some, we've summed up the Bible as a bunch of rules or a rule book for living, when really it's a relationship. Um, even the Ten Commandments, which get kind of knocked for being ten rules, we're basically God's covenant with his people of here's how we will love each other. And this is what we're going to do to take care of one another. Um, so it wasn't so much rules as it was the grounds for the relationship. You have these in your home. Mm-hmm. You have these as understandings with your spouse. We have these with our kids. Um, I'm not going to stop loving you, but I'll tell you how things are going to work great is if you come home a curfew. <laughs> you know, if you take care of your room, if you know, you make your mom happy, those kind of things. So uh, the rules come into play as not a how to make God love us, but how to best understand and put ourselves in a position to have the easiest life. Life is hard enough as it is. The last thing we need is to create undue headwinds in our life. And when we decide to um, you know, practice these principles that Jesus gives us and that we see throughout scriptures, um, we basically make our lives easier for ourselves by putting ourselves in that sweet spot of living. Mm-hmm. Pastor Rusty George is my guest. He is out in Southern California, and we're going to take a break, and we come back continue talking about the book he's made available for the Faith Radio family. Uh, there's many, many, many copies, so you can get in on the, um, the being one of the lucky ones that get the copy. Go to MyFaithRadio.com. The book is called A Simple Path to Following Jesus. We'll be right back.
back with Pastor Rusty George. You can learn more about him at PastorRustyGeorge.com. Rusty, PastorRustyGeorge.com. He's awfully nice enough to make available a whole bunch of books for us. The Simple Path to Following Jesus. It's kind of a book giveaway is what it is. Rosie helped me with the language during the break. So that was very helpful. So go to MyFaithRadio.com. You can get in on that, and very likely you will get a copy. So, uh, Rusty, let's uh, talk about um, acting justly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, we've heard the phrase social justice so much over the last two years, and I think it kind of gets a bad rap. We tend to think that it it has political connotations, um, it's attached to various movements and those kind of things, when really the word justice is how do we speak up for those who don't have a voice? How do we take care of those who are hurting? And in the culture that this was first uttered, which was, uh, you know, this, this time in which Jerusalem and the, the Jewish people had really fallen out of favor with God. and There had been a lot of war and bloodshed and people impoverished. And, and the, the prophet Micah says that the Lord has said to you, you need to act justly. It really is this concept of, of speaking up for those who can't speak for themselves. Jesus carries this on. I mean, the, the kind of people Jesus hung out with are the kind of people we all try to avoid. Um, and, you know, the kind of people we keep our kids away from. And Jesus is having dinner with them. He's spending time with them. And sometimes the justice was his attention. Sometimes it was his mercy as far as healing them. Sometimes the justice he gave them was to listen to them, to forgive them, um, even to, to stand up for them, uh, to speak on their behalf. And I think that you see this everywhere Jesus goes, the quality of life goes up. Uh, he had abilities that most of us don't have to be able to heal those that were sick and blind and lame and in need. But uh, certainly wherever he went, he brought justice. And the people that he was around always made things better. And then what's fascinating to me, uh, Bill, over the last two years, we've talked a lot about how we could return to become a Christian nation, how the kingdom of God could, uh, you know, advance in our world. And certainly with all the darkness we've seen. And the way the first church did it was really in in the, the shadow of a Roman Empire that did not have anything of interest for Christians and was not interested in promoting Christianity. In fact, were killing Christians, but the way that they did it was justice and mercy. They would rescue kids that were uh, sick or deformed and left out to die, and they would raise them as their own. They would stay behind when people fled cities because of leprosy, and they would tend to the needs of those dying from leprosy or the plague. Uh, They basically loved uh, their people so well and gave justice to those who were so overwhelmed with life in such a way that by, you know, the year 300 A.D., the emperor of Rome is converted to Christianity, and now he tries to enforce it politically. So they changed the world without a Bible without a, uh, a website, <laughs> without a church building, uh, without any stage or lights or uh, podcasts or books, and they changed it one loving act at a time. Mm. Rusty, do you see Jesus speaking very simply? Mm. I do. I, I, in fact, I, kinda... I, I think that... I, I think he speaks uh, more uh, simply to those who are willing to listen. Um, when you look at the way he would talk to the Pharisees, the way that he would even talk to some of his followers, it was in parables. 
It was sometimes in riddles. It was almost as if to say, are, are you sure you want to know this? Mm. But then to the people that he would, you know, he would heal, that he would get in their face, that he would look at them and, and share just the love from his eyes. It was very, you know, go and sin no more. Uh, I don't condemn you either. Um, you, go home and your son will be healed. Uh, basically, the way that uh, we even we see him talk to Nicodemus. I, I don't know if, if you've seen The Chosen. I'm sure many of your listeners have. Mm-hmm. But the episode where Jesus talks to Nicodemus, I, I like to think it was just like that because that was so beautifully done. But just the, uh, the, the way that Jesus looks at him and says, this is what my father is about, and this is what it means to follow after him. And, and it's so clear of God's love for, for humanity, which was so enlightening for a guy that had been dealing with rules his entire life. I think you see that in John chapter 3 over and over again. So I do. I think for those of us that want to hear, as Jesus says, you know, he gives uh, the words to, to those willing to hear, I think for those of us that are ready, it, it gets even more simple. Mm-hmm. And you point out in your book, in John thirteen thirty four, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. That seems very simple, but sometimes the more simple it is, the harder it is to do. It's like if somebody says to you, hey, I'd really like to lose 50 pounds, I'd say, well, eat less. That's, that's pretty. That's right. It's pretty simple, but yeah, you may not like yeah, that. You think it would be, and yet for some reason we have a hard time with that. That's why I, there's I, a, I get a multi-billion-dollar industry, right, of weight loss. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when we live in this broken world, and and you think of how challenging it can be to love one another, right? Don't you think, Bill? It's a lot of our. Uh, Maybe it's our Messiah complex to think it's not enough to love one. We have to love the world. We have to change the world by ourselves mm. overnight. And so it's, <laughs> it becomes daunting. Yeah. And we think, ah, forget it. I can't do that. It's kind of like you want to lose 50 pounds. Well, if I can't do it by tomorrow, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't We don't uh, like the, the long process. We like the quick fixes. I'm pretty sure no, for, for the most exactly. part, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember something Mother Teresa once said, and she's uh, somebody asked her, you know, how to change the world and you know deal with the hunger crisis in the world, and she said, feed one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really is as simple as as feeding that one person. And then, and then we come back to our exercise metaphor of you know what's the best exercise to do, and they say it's the one you'll do. So yeah. that's the, <laughs> the only thing that really matters is that you actually execute something. Mm-hmm. So. You even give some illustrations in your book about how to love people, and I think it's great. Um, um, share with that, if you would. Yeah, I, I think that as we've been talking, we, we tend to think it's overseas, it's mission work, it's um, uh, you know supporting those that are in third world countries. But you know, I think that Compassion International has taught us how simple it can be just to sponsor a child, and it seems like boy, that's just. That's too easy. It's $40 a month. Are you serious? But it literally can change a child's life. But that's overseas. It could also happen next door. Um, I think what COVID has taught us is that how much we need one another and how Zoom calls could only go so far. The ability to have somebody to talk to and have a conversation with somebody and to maybe just linger a little longer at the mailbox and talk to the neighbor can go a long ways. Um, to, you know, shovel snow of somebody's driveway. Um, and that's applicable to your audience. I really don't have to deal with that out here. But uh, 
for us, it's uh, put out a fire in your neighbor's backyard. That's what we deal with, right? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is simple tasks. Uh, it's uh, one of the things that we love doing is in the you know the Starbucks drive-through line, paying for the person's coffee behind us. Um, it, it could be uh, paying for somebody's table uh, in a restaurant, uh, and you don't even have to share the four spiritual laws with them. You could just say, "God bless you." Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's keeping some homeless packs in your car, little Ziplocs filled with, you know, hand sanitizer, lotion, band-aids, socks. And when you see somebody on the side of the road, instead of either feeling guilty because you don't have any cash, or bad if you give them cash because you don't know what they'll spend it on, well, now you give them a homeless pack. And it becomes a way that you teach your kids, uh, we're always looking for somebody to care for. So little things like that can really go a long ways. And it begins to train your mind uh, to be looking out for somebody else, the least and last and lost of these, as Jesus would say. I think what it does for me, too, Bill, is when I am focused on finding somebody else to serve, even in a small way, a cup of cold water, as Jesus says, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not thinking about myself anymore. And when I'm not thinking about myself, it's a lot easier not to complain. And when I'm not complaining, then I'm I'm certainly closer to being like Jesus. Yeah, just a little bit of human connection goes a long way when it just comes to being salt and light in a broken world. It really does. It really does. I mean, I've had people on the side of the road at wanting money, and at times when I didn't have anything to offer or didn't have anything to give, I would just say, I hope, I hope your day gets better, and I, I, I will pray for you. And I've had yeah. people say to me, thanks for treating me like a human. Thanks for yeah. giving me eye contact and rolling your window down and giving me a word of encouragement. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's the thing that's almost harder for us to get, isn't it? Time? Yeah. You know, to sit down with somebody and say, tell me your story. Um, that's, Just, that really goes a long way. Yeah. I, uh, I heard a pastor say it this way. He no longer asks the question, uh, what's wrong with you to somebody? He asks, what happened to you? Ooh. Because everybody has something in their life that's that's impacted them in some way. That's and it's so good. who they are today. And just to listen goes a long ways. Yeah. Pastor Rusty George is my guest. You can go to pastorrustygeorge.com. And he also made available a whole bunch of copies of a, a book he wrote called A Simple Path to Following Jesus. And I think if you uh, have a someone in your life who's a new believer, they they would love this book. And I know you would love reading it as well. And all you have to do is head over to MyFaithRadio.com and uh, you can hit the uh, I Want One of These Books and there's a really, really good chance you'll get one. So we'll take a short break and be right back with more of Pastor Rusty George in just a minute. We 
And by we, I mean you and me, are getting a chance to spend some time this afternoon with Pastor Rusty George, which always makes me happy. Uh, He's in Southern California. He is a pastor and a teacher and an author, and he's made a bunch of books available for us here at uh, Faith Radio called A Simple Path to Following Jesus. It's uh, really kind of based on Micah 6, 8, and what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? Rusty, I would love for us to talk about uh, love mercy. Yeah. Hey, before we get into that, I got to ask, how do I get a radio jingle like that? That is awesome. Well, you need to have a friend who's got like a popular band. Um, my friend Jameson <laughs> Stadema, he's with Go Fish. Do you know that band? I do know that name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he is a friend of mine. And I said, hey, I need a, I need a jingle. So he, he made that up and sent it to me. That's so great, man. I love that. Every time I'm on your show, I hear that and I think that is so cool. One day, one day, one day. I have that. Well, so. Rusty, set, set goals and go after them. That's what I say. Well, I, I tell you what, you got to aim high. <laughs> all right. <laughs> love love mercy. mercy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that we all love mercy to be extended to us. You know, we love it when we get out of a speeding ticket. We love it when our boss lets us off the hook for something we messed up. But there's that great story Jesus tells about the unmerciful servant who has a, you know, a great debt retired. And then he goes out and holds up somebody who owes him 10 bucks and makes him pay for it. And I think we forget the kind of mercy that has been shown to us. Um, that's, I mean, obviously I'm a pastor, so I'm going to say this. But this is what I feel like is is so valuable about attending church and Obviously, online uh, got us through a very difficult season, and I still believe in online services. We do online services, but there's something about when you're together in the company of other believers, and you sing songs about a merciful God, and you take the Lord's Supper together, and you remember what has been given to you, it reminds you how much mercy you've been extended so that it becomes a little bit easier to extend mercy to others. And maybe in your situation, that is, it's time to forgive your dad. He did the very best that he could, or if he had to do it over again, he might do different. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he couldn't. Maybe he wouldn't. But you're not going to make it go away. You're not going to change it by holding a grudge. Maybe that's the thing you have to show mercy to. Maybe for you, it's, you know, an ex-spouse, somebody that they ruined your life. They stole your idea of romance or your first marriage or uh, maybe ruined your kid's childhood. Um, holding on to that um, is not only something that's not helping you, but it's not helping them either. And it's certainly hurting your relationship with God. So our ability to finally extend mercy to people um, really shows how connected we are to Jesus because Jesus is the ultimate expression of mercy. He did that by obviously giving us his life. And it's really easy to get excited about mercy shown to us, but forget about showing it to other people. Rusty, what what would you say the difference is between mercy and grace? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think um, there's been a lot of um, expressions of how to say that, whether it's you know, not getting what you deserve or somebody getting what they deserve, those kind of things. I think in a lot of cases, mercy is um, you 
well, first of all, they're a lot alike. But mercy in, in many situations is you letting somebody off the hook. And, and even though you know what they did wasn't right and there will still be some consequences uh, for what it is they did wrong, uh, just by the nature of what it was, you're going to choose to forgive. Grace is that radical idea where even the consequences can be removed. And sometimes with mercy, sometimes those things just don't happen. For instance, you can forgive somebody um, for their abuse, but you can also not keep them back in your life. Mm-hmm. There are some restrictions you have there. That's a great illustration. I always think of the movie I of um, Les Miserables, and oh, yeah. when Jean Valjean is caught having stolen the silverware, and the priest is mm-hmm. or the bishop or the priest is all beat up and. He's returned by the police, and he goes, John, John, I'm so mad at you. You left without the candlesticks, and he starts putting them in the bag. And, and you have that moment of, oh, you got to be kidding. And I, and I think, yeah. is that a, a moment of mercy or grace or both, or what is that? I think that's grace, definitely, okay. because he lets him completely off the hook. Now, let me give you another movie now that you brought one up. Yeah, this, your turn. This was, not seen, this was not seen by as many people, but, boy, it's, it's brilliant. And it's called The Mission. Oh, yeah. Not in the late 80s. You remember that movie? Uh, Bobby De Niro, yeah. Oh, so great. And, you know, he has that, you know, Robert De Niro comes with some kind of faith and this feeling of guilt for what he's done as a slave trader. And that that priest allows him to carry all the armor up the hill, mm-hmm. this weight of, of punishment, and then eventually comes over and cuts the, the rope on that and throws it over the hill. Yeah. As if to say, all right. That's enough. You've paid your penalty. Uh, I extend to you mercy for what it is you've done. Yeah, so good. So good. I wonder how um, we understand mercy, how well we apply it, um, what we have to learn as believers, how do we better apply mercy in our lives with other people? Right. Well, that's that's a great question. I just, I mean, the longer I live, the more I see some people are just, it's just easier for them, isn't it? They're, they just uh, it, they're able to let things go a little quicker. And I think that's kind of for some of us, it's a personality thing. But I think for a lot of us, it's a learned it's a learned skill. And once you start learning how to say, I forgive you or you don't owe me anything anymore, it gets easier the next time. It's this uh, this muscle that gets developed over time. Mm-hmm. And then where does self-preservation come in when it comes to well, I forgive you, but I really can't keep you in my life because I, I can't have this happen again. Yeah, that's that's such a great point because we're not really called to be doormats, are we? No. I think that there's some moments where you just recognize your my relationship with you is not is not helping me be more like Jesus because it's too great of a temptation or it's harming me uh, because I'm in physical harm by being around that person. Or perhaps uh, I'm not helping you because I'm creating this codependency and uh, I'm not, you know, this is a parenting thing, right? Where you see parents that keep taking the problems out of their kids' lives and then their kids don't know how to deal with life. And and sometimes the best mercy you show is to step away. Yeah, Rusty George is my guest. And Rusty, do you think social media has erased a lot of mercy? a softball right there yeah yeah wow i i just cannot even begin to tell you how much our social media habits have 
hurt our society because suddenly now we have a megaphone without any consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, a person can say whatever they want to say from behind a fake name or behind a, uh, you know, just the computer. And you feel really great about yourself saying those things, but you haven't been a very merciful person at all with this cancel culture idea and, you know, publicly shaming people for their, their comments or thoughts. It's, it's really creating this, this awful world. And I'm not saying it's all bad because it's just a tool that could be used for the good or the bad. But it's really allowing us to show the worst sides of ourselves. Because it used to be you'd have to walk up to somebody's face to say those kind of things. And now you can do it by yeah. hitting behind the computer. Yeah. Or uh, there was once upon a time you would sit down and write a letter, and then you would put it in an envelope with a stamp, and you would mail it to the paper, and then they would decide if they would publish what you sent them. <laughs> yes. There'd be one last a person of reason in between you and saying something <laughs> stupid, right? <laughs> right. But even the whole idea of thinking I'm going I'm to have to get up tomorrow and take this to the the post office or the mailbox might give right. you an evening of uh, of sleep to change your mind about it the next day. That's such a great point. Yeah, I, I remember hearing a guy tell me one time, when you want to quit your job and you want to resign, blow up your, your job, whatever it is, write it all out, put it in the desk drawer for 30 days. <laughs> Right. And then then take a look at it and see if you really want to do it. Boy, it's just a cooling off period, which social media allows us not to have that. That's, that's so true. So Micah 6-8, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Let's talk about walking humbly. Yeah, that's a dangerous, well, I shouldn't say dangerous. That's a tricky one because I think that we think that if we're self-deprecating, then we're humble. Uh, we've all met those people that just constantly say, oh, I'm so stupid. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm such a klutz. And they think that <laughs> they think that they're being humble. But the reality is they're talking about themselves constantly. So I think it was C.S. Lewis that said, humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less often, mm-hmm. which is really the difficult thing for us because and this is where social media doesn't help us because we're just focused on ourselves. We're focused on how we look. We're focused on what others are doing that we weren't invited to. We're focused on every post that's made and how we should respond to it because they should have our opinion on it. Um, We're we're focused on our comfort, on what's best for us, how quickly it can happen. And our day is consumed with ourselves. That's why the justice and mercy thing is so big because it's outward focusing. Now, humility becomes kind of this ground in which the other things grow from. If I'm a humble person, I recognize that there is a God. It's not me. I recognize there are other people in this world. The world doesn't revolve around me. And I seek ways to be merciful and to bring justice for those that are in need. And it really does start with this decision that I'm going to go with God first and not me. When you think about walking humbly and we're, I don't want to go back to social media, but it seems like everyone is working on their platform or their their website or their social media uh, outlets. So they're always trying to do the look at me. I mean, when I went to high school, Rusty, I don't know if this was your situation, but I think I have maybe six six pictures from high school. <laughs> you know, and on yeah. on on any average weekend, there might be a high school kid that posts forty pictures online. Right, right. Yeah, so, that it really does become this. Uh... 
I don't know. There's this thing that says I, I need to constantly be shouting, look at me. Yeah, exactly. At me. So how do you walk um, humbly with that going on in the world? You know, I like to tell people, especially young people that are starting out and they want to develop their platform and their, you know, their contribution to the world. And, and it really is, who are you helping with this? That's what I love about your radio program. You're helping people on their drive home to kind of help them process the day that just happened, all the events in our world, and be ready for a great evening with their family. Amen. It's just a great gift. And you are, you are helping people. Now, does it have your name attached to it? Sure. You know, do you have a platform out of this? Of course, but it's for their benefit. Mm-hmm. If your platform is just to promote yourself, well, I'm not sure if that really does anything for you. So getting back to who's this going to serve? Who's this going to help? And in Jesus' day, the way that they would do that is to wash feet. Well, today it looks a little different. And I always tell people on our staff, use your platform, use your social media to promote things and celebrate things. You know, constantly give that attention away to other people. And it will bless you, but more importantly, you'll bless others. Mm-hmm. Pastor Rusty George is my guest. And the book that he's made available for the Faith Radio family is called A Simple Path to Following Jesus. Go to MyFaithRadio.com, and on the front page of the website, you will see that. All you have to do is click uh, that button, and it'll take you right to where you need to be to sign up to get one. So we'll take a short break and be right back with Rusty in just a minute. Today, when I say us, I mean Pastor Rusty George and I were talking about his book, A Simple Path to Following Jesus. It's a book giveaway that we've made available at MyFaithRadio.com. If you go to that uh, webpage, MyFaithRadio.com, you'll see it right on the front, and you can uh, enter to win. So, uh, Rusty, I didn't get a chance to finish the whole book, so when I get down to Chapter 6 and it says, Justice, Mercy, Humility, Repeat. (laughs) Yes. So that becomes kind of the cycle in which you live. I think we all like a little bit of routine. Some of us like a little bit more crazy than others. But for most of us, we like to have some things to be a little bit predictable. It gives us the illusion of control. So when it comes to how do I live out my faith with Jesus, well, you and I both live long enough to know that there's always going to be a brand new Bible study that comes out that everybody thinks this must be ordained by the Lord himself. It is the greatest thing ever written, the Bible part two. And in a few months, it'll die down, then there'll be another one. And then there'll be another podcast or another revival to attend or a new Christian band to listen to or another speaker, whatever it is. Those things are all awesome. But they're all built on this framework of practicing justice, mercy, and humility. And you keep those two or those three things going then you begin to add those other pieces onto your life. Why do you go to church? So you can find out how to be just, uh, to pool your resources together with other believers so you can be just, so you can find people to be merciful to, 
So you can humble yourselves uh, by acknowledging the great God that you serve and the people around you, that it's not just about you. And then on top of that, you build things like a Bible study you're going to join or a BSF group you're going to be in or a mission trip you're going to take, um, a, a rooted group or starting point class that you're going to be in. These are all great things, but they're all built on that framework, that scaffolding, if you will, of justice, mercy, and humility. So practice those on a daily basis, add things to it as you go, and you'll begin to see great fruit in your life. Mm -hmm. Rusty, how has your life, uh, in terms of justice, mercy, and humility, and when you're thinking about yourself, how have you done in those areas over the last 10 years? (laughs) Well, there's certainly been some years that have been better than others. I get it. Uh, I get it. I I would... I'm thinking about a lot about this today, Bill. Uh, my wife um, uh, turns 50 today. It's a big, big moment for her. So we've been celebrating her all day. And I was thinking about and expressing to her how my life is different because of her. And that is because she is a person that always sees the underdog. She always sees the person that is left out, overlooked, and pushes us towards showing mercy and justice in a humble way. She has absolutely changed my life when it comes to this in helping me discern those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a quick story, if, if I can. We were uh, at an amusement park, and I mean, it's a typical amusement park where the kids are happy and the parents are fighting over, you know, how much are we going to spend over lunch and that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I'm mad, you know, just the way life is. And we end up in this restaurant, which if you go into a restaurant, you're, you're definitely going to spend a couple hundred dollars, right? And we're sitting there, and we're ordering food, and my wife says to me, let's pay for that couple's meal over there, whispers it to me. And I immediately began to look and see what they order. <laughs> yeah, like, do I want to pay for it? Exactly. Yeah. Are they sharing the Diet Coke? Well, then maybe. But if they've <laughs> all gotten three courses, we know. Anyway, she talks me into it, and there was something about that. And hearing the, the server come over and say, when I told them that somebody had paid their bill, they both started crying. I, I hear that, and it changes my day. The rest of the day at the amusement park, I was so relaxed mm. because I had shown I don't know how much of justice it was. I don't know how much of mercy it was, but it was certainly a humble gesture to say, let me take care of somebody else. And it didn't just help them. It changed me. So I would say that my life has been a journey on this because we all want to focus on learning and knowledge and Bible studies. But at the end of the day, as Jesus said, whoever hears the word of God and puts it into practice, these are the ones that build an unshakable life. Mm -hmm. Rusty, what is your wife's name? (laughs) Her name's Lori. Lori. All right, I've yep. asked Rosie, my producer, to pray for Lori right now. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for Rusty. I thank you for uh, their just the beautiful sacrament of marriage that he has with Lori and their family. Thank you that uh, Lori pours out her life so generously for others, Lord. Thank you that she is just as big a part of his ministry, um, you know, making sure everything takes place just the way it needs to, making sure he's well-loved and rested, Lord. But thank you for who she is as an independent person, Lord, that you have created, that you have loved on for 50 years. Lord, may she be blessed with an extra measure of your tangible love today today. 
your abundant love that is just overwhelming and so richly um, so richly gifted to us from heaven, Lord. And I just thank you for that. And Lord, would you just bless every day here forward for the next 50 years as well. And Lord, let the fruit of their marriage be a testimony to your grace, to your mercy, and to your goodness. For this I pray in the almighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're a f- kind of a full-service show. <laughs> Apparently. So you can tell <laughs> Lori she was... I will tell her. She'll be, uh, she'll be honored. Well, I wanted to do that uh, to honor her, and, and um, I also feel very honored that you spent so much time today with us. We're, we're not done yet, but um, it's, you know, her birthday, it's a busy day, and you've taken an hour of your day to be with us. Well, I think part of the present for her was she said, why don't you go do something else for a while? (laughs) Get out of the house for a while, right? That's right. Yeah. So let me just go back to acting justly uh, because that's a hot topic is, you know, justice and all that. And when, when I think of acting justly, I think a lot of people might think, are you just trying to help uh, people who are down and out or in a tough spot? Mm. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And what is just enough? Yeah, I think that um, there's all kinds of people are dealing with justice issues, not just the uh, the poor. Certainly, Jesus says that you know he he would always be amongst the poor, um, but I think there's people that are that are under some kind of oppression uh, in a variety of ways. It could be depression, it could mm-hmm. be anxiety, it could be fear. Um, certainly, we we see the great movements in our country right now, whether it's to end human trafficking. Uh, which is a huge thing that our church is a part of. Um, I think over the past couple of years, we've seen a big spotlight uh, shown on race relations. Um, And I think we tend to think about those things. We want to get really loud about them. We want to talk about the injustices and why this is wrong. But a lot of it is just us loving people one at a time. So for us to find people um, in our daily life that we come across and and to share a smile and to to ask them how they're doing and to talk to them and to listen. One time, you know, as we've said, one of the greatest gifts you can give is time. So to listen to somebody and hear their story is, is not just mercy, but sometimes it's justice. So uh, justice is not just uh, uh, punishing people who deserve it. It's basically giving people a voice that didn't have it. And sometimes that's just hearing their voice. So sometimes it's poverty. Sometimes it is a different form of oppression as well. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Uh, Rusty, tell me what the family is doing. Are you having a romantic dinner with your wife on her 50th birthday, or are you gathering the family together for a, a party with a big cake? What, what are the plans? I'm just so curious. Yeah, yeah. well, um, we uh, actually, our first service of the weekend is Thursday night, so okay. we're going to church together. Nice. Uh, I'm teaching, but we're taking her out for dinner first. So we'll do that, and we've had the gift exchange already. I have nice. my daughter in college who's flying home this weekend. So we're, uh, we like to turn the birthday into almost like Hanukkah. We celebrate <laughs> for about eight days. So. <laughs> and what are you teaching on tonight at church? Uh, we are wrapping up a series on generosity and just what it means to make some changes in our life that make change in the world by appropriating our funds in a great way. We're raising money to give towards great organizations that are helping out people in Ukraine um, and just some stuff locally as well. So kind of wrapping that up before we get into the full-scale press towards Easter, which is coming up in just a few weeks. Yeah, and what is your pastoral uh, perspective with your uh, your church on what's going on in, Uc- in Ukraine? We have some great organizations and mission organizations that we support, uh, Convoy of Hope and uh, Josiah Venture, 
one of our worship leaders used to be a missionary over there in the Czech Republic and has friends in Ukraine. So our hope is to provide resources and encourage, pray for, and support, especially the churches there that have stayed and are trying to minister to the needs that are there. Obviously, what's going on is just awful and um, it's scary and frightening for all of us. But uh, knowing that God's bigger than all these things, we continue to pray and and send aid as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. And again, uh, really nice to talk to you. And happy birthday to Lori, and have a great evening. Well, thank you so much, Bill. It's always a pleasure uh, thank to you. be on your show. And thank if you. anything I can do for you, don't hesitate to ask. I will take you up on that. Thank you, Rusty. Pastor Rusty George has been my guest, and his book is A Simple Path to Following Jesus. There's so many copies available. Much thanks to Rusty for that. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com, and you can uh, click the button to get in on one of these books. That's the time we have for today. I've loved being with you. I can't wait for tomorrow. I hope you have a great night, and I will um, be praying for you and thinking of you tonight. And as you lay your head on the pillow, know that God's, God's working out His great plan in your life, and He loves you. I do, too. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.